When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, welcome into another Cyclone Fanatic radio show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stainsbury, getting joined here by Connor Ferguson, Cyclone Fanatic staff writer here in just a moment. Uh, of course, our program brought to you by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Uh, we appreciate their contributions to the show. We appreciate Tim Mullen and his team out there at Nebraska Furniture Mart. He's going to tell us more about what they've got going on out there at the store here just a couple weeks until Black Friday. Uh, in the the big holiday shopping season uh, during segment two of course he'll catch up with uh, or he'll link up with Chris and Brent they'll make their picks for the week uh, we're going to talk about Iowa State women's basketball we're going to talk some football uh, and, and cover a bunch of different bases here on this week's program uh, and that's where I'll bring in Connor Ferguson Connor you were at the Iowa State women's exhibition last night uh, 104 to 47 win over Winona State Probably not a ton to take away from this game, but uh, how was it just to, to see the ladies out there playing uh, playing this season and, and not have it be a, you know, obviously it's a lot of speculation during the offseason. What was it like just to see them get out on the floor and, and see see people moving around? Man, it was, uh, it was super cool from, I don't want to sound like cliche, but like you walk into the arena and you're like, okay, it's basketball season again, busy time of year. Um, so that, that part of it like gets me hyped up and I get like excited to write about stuff and it kind of, it, it sucks cause you're watching an exhibition against Winona state or Winona state, not Minnesota. I don't know how to say that one, but, uh, you're watching that game and you're kind of like, right, you can tell Iowa state's trying a bunch of different things. Winona state, uh, doesn't have much hype, mm-hmm. uh, and the game was largely uncompetitive. So you're kind of wondering what to take away from it um and we'll get to that uh but like they started out with a 17 nothing lead right right and then i think i mean you see what stephanie swords was able to do in her first you know real action as a as a cyclone 26 points 11 to 16 from the field four seven from three six boards a block two steals only 19 minutes i mean as as advertised i would say uh for stephanie swords would you agree with that yeah, four or seven from three was uh, the big number there for me. I think she's a type of player Iowa State hasn't had. Um, she has this like short little jumper from like midway in the uh, free throw lane. I don't know what you would call it. I need a name for that. The mid post. The mid post. Yeah. 
I wanted to come up with a funner one than that. Okay. A funner we'll one use than it. that. It's, it's the mid post. That's what it's called. Like right I there. Figured, I figured it already had a name and you, you confirmed my fears. In between the block and the free throw line is called the mid post. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so she was working on that a lot in warmups. Uh, she did it a few times in the game. Uh, now you kind of wonder like, can she do that against big 12 opponents? And Iowa state has Cleveland state. They have Southern, they have, uh, I think Columbia might be down the road as well um, before they really get um, into some bigger competition games. So, I mean, that part of it, like the warm up to that is it's the Matt Campbell formula of, you know, play someone, play a level up and keep getting against better opponents as you go. I thought Danae Fritz, you look at her line from the game, she had nine points, didn't shoot the ball very well, three of seven, went three of five from three though. And then, uh, also added five rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. Uh, how did she look in her first action after her injury last season held her out? She looks pretty good. Um, I think there's some rust involved with it being the first game back at Hilton. Um, you can kind of tell the shots weren't falling as swiftly. It wasn't, nothing was happening with ease, but you go back to what Iowa state has done against lesser competition and how many times we've seen them score a hundred, you know, Bill Finley is in no business to run the score up on teams. Um, so anytime a Bill Finley team gets a hundred, I think it should be pretty notable. Um, and yeah, even with a not so great shooting night, Iowa state still put up a hundred and, and still looked all right. Danae had a few that, uh, rattled out. Same with nightmare do, um, but, uh, you know, all accounts, they looked, according to plan uh, for what that game was supposed to be. Do you think that they're going to play more people or are they going to probably be seven, eight deep? You think? I think it could, it could get higher than eight. Um, You look at a team that went to the sweet 16 and two of the starters are on the bench for two players that weren't on the floor last year now. So if you factor in the kind of same rotation, Shantavia Dawkins did not look bad either. Uh, I know Bill has, uh, big plans for her. So I, th- I think we'll know that closer to conference season. And then again, a few games into that, but Iowa state definitely has the depth to go that deep. Um, and they also have three players in the court that are used to playing 40 minutes and can play 40 minutes, any game you need. So it's uh, not really a double-edged sword. Um, but you know, you, you have multiple ways you can attack it and that's, right that's where the confidence should be for Iowa state fans. Well, there's no ease into it period. I get, I mean, there is kind of, you get two games next week. You play, like you mentioned before, Cleveland state on Monday an 11 AM game, uh, and then Southern on, on Thursday at six 30, but then the next Wednesday you go on the road to Cedar falls to play you and I, which I don't know what you and I's team is like, but I mean, anytime you have to go into the McLeod center, that's going to be a, a tough task. Like I, I, I can appreciate the fact that three games into the season, they're like, yeah, we're going to a tough environment and we're going to test these guys. Yeah. And you and I doesn't have Steven Finley anymore. So I'm going to have to find something else to write about for that game. I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> no, sure I'll find something. It, it'll probably be another... easier to find something for that one. than the big uh, matchup with Columbia on, on November 20th on a Sunday. <laughs> well, that's uh, it's another like, yeah. Is that like a tougher test than the two teams they play before? Yes. But is that the same test they're going to face with Villanova um, in Michigan state? Or I don't know the order of that off the top of my head. I should yeah, they put, they put Michigan state on, on Thanksgiving day. Uh, I'll be there for cycle fanatic assuming that it doesn't uh, 
match up with the men. I think the men play at two thirty on that day. So hopefully I'll be able to, to get to both of those games. And then, um, I mean, when, depending on if they win or lose, they'll play either North Carolina or Oregon, whoever wins that game, uh, in the second round of that tournament, the Phil Knight invitational out in, in, uh, in Portland. That's going to be a cool event, man. Just to have both the women's tournaments. I think there's two women's fields and then two men's fields going, at the same time. So, uh, that should be a, a pretty fun event, but no, man, I mean, I think, you know, you got to feel pretty good about it. If you're Iowa state coming out of it yesterday, just with everything went well, nobody got hurt. Everybody played pretty well and you won by 60. So it's like, you got to feel confident going into Monday against Cleveland state. Yeah. And another thing about those events, like I wish we had more that there's in the men's and women's teams, at least with schools that, you know, like the media covers it. Well, I know Iowa had like the Wisconsin sports information department was shocked that Iowa had media people at one of their games and then didn't know what they were going to do for post-game stuff. So you, you hope that if you would were to send more schools together like that, it would get more coverage. Uh, I guess is my theory, but we'll see. I think this will turn out to be a good one because there's a couple other programs that have both men and women up there, right? Well, yeah, Oregon, I think we'll have both the men and North Carolina because yeah. North Carolina yeah. in Iowa State's tournament in the men. I think so. Yeah. Uh, man, that thing is going to be something else, dude. I haven't printed out my brackets for them yet. I'm so excited to, to, to go out there and just see a bunch of teams. Yeah, the, the men will either play well if they beat villanova they'll play north carolina uh if they lose they'll play portland likely i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that portland is not going to present the number one team in the country the don't overlook don't overlook my boys in portland do you know what the portland's mascot is are they still the pilots i think they're the portland pilots i thought so i thought for a sec i thought it was silver tips but i think i'm thinking of a hockey team yeah i don't think that that's it I'm pretty confident it's the Portland Pilots. The men's team used to be coached by uh, the men's team used to be coached by um, gosh, what's his name? Oh, former uh, Portland Trailblazer uh, Terry Porter, uh, a Milwaukee. I've heard of him. One, one of uh, I think that's one of TJ's guys. Nice. I don't think he's the coach there anymore, though. I think he got fired. So, uh, no, that'll that'll be good. All right, let's talk about some football. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. Iowa State hosting West Virginia on Saturday. Uh, the Cyclones are seven-point favorites in that game. Two thirty kick on ESPN Plus. Over/under is fifty. Uh, how are you feeling after that game last week against Oklahoma, man? Well, hold on, there's a potential of a monsoon coming. Yeah, a monsoon. We'll I heard see. It's going to rain a lot. It, it. Well, the forecast that I'm looking at right here on ESPN says partially sunny or partially cloudy. Friday, I guess it does look like there is a chance of rain, though. That means it creeps back. That's good. Saturday's low, 35, a high of 50. Yeah, it looks like the rain's like in the morning, though. Not in the, not around. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to stretch into like when the game was starting, but it looks like Iowa State will avoid that, which all things considered, uh, weather that's hard to throw the ball in is probably not what you want to see Iowa State. No, I mean, I, but I think too, if you think about what West Virginia is going to be bringing in, like they're tr- they're starting running back, the true freshman CJ Donaldson out for the season, uh, with a, with an injury. Now, uh, he was their leading rusher at 526 yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, you take him out of that equation, JT Daniels and have to throw that stand back there and chuck that thing around. I think if they're going to have any hope of being able to 
beat Iowa State. I, I think Iowa State's going to win this game. I don't know this if they'll is... win by seven, but I, I think that they will win this game. But I've also thought they were going to win the last several games, and I've been wrong. So who who knows? Yeah, this is going to maybe come off like a real homer take, but with this Iowa State defense playing like they're playing despite an offense that has at times put them in really tough positions with very untimely three and outs, I think – you have to have all the confidence in the world. I like imagine how good this defense would be if the 2021 Brock Purdy offense was on the field. Right. Not to compare contrast, but you know what I'm saying? If you had an offense that looked apart from a rushing game and didn't give up those three and outs at terrible times, how good could this defense really be? See, and I think this is what, this is what Jeff and I talked about on our podcast on, on Monday. The thing that's so frustrating about it to me is that it's the same mistakes over and over again, you know? And I think that that was even what coach Campbell talked about after the game the other day, what that was frustrating to him is that it's like, it's the same things popping up all the time, you know? And they always pop up in the absolute worst times where, you know, you start to feel kind of good. You feel like the offense is, uh, you know, it's moving the ball pretty well. And it's like, man, okay, maybe they can put this thing together and really start to get rolling. And then they'll snap the ball over Decker's head or they'll drop a pass or something like that or get sacked. And then you got third and long, you know, and I'm, I'm interested to see now this week, what does it look like? Can you get Hunter involved in the rushing game a little bit more than what you did last week? I mean, he just, he can't stand back there and be a statue and throw the thing around 60 times. They're not going to win the game that way. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised they haven't ran more quarterback reads and, and stuff like that to try and open up that option and just experiment well, I imagine with. I imagine that they have run some of them, you know, but I think I think the issue is you got to keep the ball sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a real conundrum. I wanted to ask you from your last answer too, just how different are – you know, mistakes like snapping a ball over a quarterback's head. That That's kind of like a mental mistake, yeah. right? But giving up a sack is all execution-based and all formation-based. So, like, how how do you differentiate those? And do you think we've seen equal amounts? Or Because well, I, I, I mean, I think more... mental mistakes, I think, have been the more detrimental issue, okay. in my opinion. Would you agree with that? I, I think it's closer to 50-50. I mean, yeah, I think it's close, but it's like the drops and things like that. Those are yeah. mistakes. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, and it, it's tough to attack those because you can't really teach them outside of the game. You can try, right? I mean, you can sit here and not jump on a hard count all week in practice and get fooled on it three times on the road. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it just is, it, it comes back to like, you just have to go out and execute and do your job you know, and Iowa state hasn't had enough people that have gone out there and done their job to the level that they needed to. And they, and they need their best players to play good ball on offense. They need Trevor Downing to play well. They need Hunter Deckers and Xavier Hutchinson and Jalen old all play well, you know, and it just seems like they have not been able to get all of those guys playing well together in the same week in like a month and a half. Yeah. And it, it you hear so much about players formations plays and you kind of, I don't know, you don't go and wonder uh-huh. why we haven't seen something drastic, but also like, I think Matt Campbell believes these guys can do that. It's just a matter of like, when are we going to see it? And 
you know, where's the line to start trying drastic things? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's this week, maybe it's not, you know, who knows? I obviously they're favored to win by six. So, well, and I don't think they're going to make like a drastic, they're not going to take hundred acres out or like, Oh, that's, and that's not what I was, yeah, that's not yeah. what I was alluding to. I was going more for like run completely different scheme or something, yeah. something that's like a, idealistic with the same guys out there. I'm not advocating they, for anyone. To start they just that. need to find things that they can execute at a consistent level. You right. know, like they just, it seems like they try to do so much that they can't execute everything to the level that they need to consistently, you know? And I don't know if that's simplifying things or if it's just finding different things to do, but I thought in that Texas game, it seemed like they had found some things that they could really do. You know, where do you, where do you think that went away from Texas to the Oklahoma game, especially I, with a bye week in between? I think that's the most shocking thing is is you ended on a good note, but those mental mistakes handed you a loss rather than a win. I think if you win any of those games in that five game stretch, the season looks a little bit different at least, and some of them a lot. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you look back at that Texas game, they were able to run the ball like relatively effectively, effectively. I'm not saying that they looked like the 1994 Nebraska Cornhuskers and we're out there racking up 500 yards on the ground, but it's like they were competent running the football, you know, and made that a threat on some level against Oklahoma. It wasn't a threat. They ran the ball 12 times and averaged less than a yard of carry in the first half of the game. Like they could not run the football at all. And that's what, you have to figure out a way to be able to run the ball. And that comes down to, you know, you got Cartavius Norton finally healthy. He finally got to play in his first full game. What does that look like now? You know, what does look game two look like for him? Uh, Jiro Brock, like he has just not been healthy. And I thought that he didn't look healthy again last week. And it's, so it's like, can you rely on him to go and get you what you need him to, you know, and Deion Silas and then Eli Sanders. I mean, I don't think Eli Sanders even played last week. Did he? No, they've phased him out almost entirely. Yeah. I, I just think, but, and I, again, like I get it, you know, like I can't, I can't blame them for that because I think you look at the way that they were running the ball and it wasn't, they weren't running the ball well enough, you know, but at the same time, Jirel and Cartavius aren't running it that well either. And that's where I think like getting Hunter involved in that rushing you. And it comes again, it comes down. He has to keep the ball. Sometimes he has to run the football. He cannot be afraid. I don't know if it's afraid or if it's like, hard-headedness that I'm going to stand back here and sling this thing around or what it is. He has to run the football. Otherwise, Iowa State's offense is going to they're going to they're going to have trouble. They're just not going to be able to be consistent because it, when he's not a threat, they don't have a threat as far as running the ball and all they're going to have to do is be able to stand back there and pass. Yeah, and that's where my quarterback read thing came in. You know, you watch so much film of the 2017 Iowa Barnstormers with uh, Travis Partridge at quarterback and Robbie Rouse back there. And you see how well they, they are those perform. the world that was the world champion Iowa Barnstormers. I was the year before. Okay, okay. Travis will like that. I gave him a shout out and then specified that he lost in the conference title game. I'm sure he's, coach, really... he's coaching at UT Martin right now. They had Tennessee on the ropes. It was seven seven in the first quarter. <laughs> In Neyland Stadium, I might add. They can put on their, their recruited mailers this offseason. Had number one Tennessee on the ropes. <laughs> they weren't number one when they played them, but they were number one later in the year, so it still counts. You no, know? they were number one when they played them. It was the week after the Bama game. When did they move so, to number one? I don't even... Oh, okay, it was the week after the Bama game. Or maybe they were number two or three. You're right. 
Dude, I've never seen a team. I was talking to Jeff. What are you about this the other day? Have you watched Tennessee much? Uh, the big games. I saw yeah. a couple times this year. Yeah, we were watching. What you were over at my house the other day. We had it on TV when we were, yeah. when we were playing Kentucky Saturday night. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I have never seen a wide receiver who gets more wide open than J- uh, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Yeah, I've never seen a team that can just throw a forty-five yard pass and be really confident that it's going to be a touchdown. Right. Exactly. That's like I said to Jeff. I was like, I don't know if Jalen Hyatt smells bad or like what the deal is. No one wants to stand next to him. I was like, but man, one of these defenses, one of these days has to figure out like, Hey, maybe we should cover that guy, you know, because it seems like every week, every time they throw him the ball, he's running down the sidelines without anybody within 20 yards of him. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where they differentiate from those Alabama teams. And obviously it's, it's new blood um, in the top of college football. Um, and we'll see what they do against Georgia. Outside, this outside of TCU. Cause they're the gatekeepers are holding us down. You're right. We, we definitely need to mention TCU. I can't believe Frogs. I cannot believe that the college football playoff committee did that. Actually, I can believe it. And I, that's what makes me so mad is that my soapbox, my soapbox here. Yeah. Go ahead. Go off. All right. Everyone goes after why'd we get rid of the BCS? Why'd we get rid of the BCS? No, no. We have 13 dumb people in a room or 11 or whatever the playoff committee is. And that's the issue. It is not that we got rid of a good computer system because it frankly wasn't amazing. Okay. But you have all these people in a room and they're like, TCO. Hmm. Yeah, not big enough as a brand for us. I don't think so. Let's move them down. Let's keep them keep them quiet. And it would be it would make more sense, or like you could understand it if TCU had not been in a position where they literally got knocked out of the first college football playoff after being the number four team for like the entire season, and then yeah, that's, winning that's the other by thing fifty, like and then still didn't make the college football playoff. Like I, it just doesn't make sense. You know, if Oklahoma or Texas was undefeated and had had TCU's resume, they're in there. Yeah, you it's, heard them say it's the other day, it's like TCU has to keep coming back. Do people forget that Alabama keeps coming back in their games too? It yeah, makes no it's, sense. It's how they evaluate the teams and how they select stuff, and like their previous week's rankings almost don't mean anything to them. Yeah, um, in in the like measurement of their practice obviously it probably does but it only does if it's alabama or oklahoma or michigan or a team that was already up there um that was already a big college football brand and that's where it's like like that's my undefeated take if you're undefeated you cannot you cannot tell me any reason why that team wouldn't win the next game they haven't lost they haven't lost 12 times i don't care who they played but that you can't tell me that that isn't the best team in the nation because they are undefeated. Or at least doesn't have a claim. At least yeah, have a claim. Resume wise, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense, dude. When I saw it, I didn't even watch that show because it's such a it's a joke. Like it's a waste of time to even do the show. Yeah, and I wish it was cool. I, I wish it was a cool thing that we could all sit around on a Tuesday and watch, right? But, but you know I knew, the is so I, knew, I knew what they were gonna do. I was like, they're going to put TCU down there because they're going to be – you just had to know they had to set it up so perfect. For, and then I see people come out and say, well, I mean, people want to talk about TCU, but look at Michigan's resume. Look at Alabama's resume, who they played. It's like you're comparing the resumes from the people who made the poll. Of course they're going to make Alabama's resume look better. Of course they're going to make Michigan's resume look better. Like that's the point. That's what they're trying to do. You know, that's how they justify their narrative, and it makes no sense. Makes no sense. And then people buy it. People buy what they're what they're selling. 
Yeah, they moved to get it. they moved to Oregon in there when they played Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl, just so they were ranked when they played. There's way too many people who are just buying it, you know, that are like, well, I mean, I think the committee did the right did the right thing. TCU hasn't played anybody because you look at their rankings and they're not there's not anybody in there, and it's like, like what like what are you talking about, man? You know, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's stupid, dude. It just don't make me because then you hear too. It's like, oh, well, the committee probably thinks you look at Alabama TCU. Like, I think anybody realistically would say that Alabama probably wins that football game, you know, but they put Tennessee number one, Georgia and Tennessee play each other this week. Don't they? Yeah. Georgia's almost a 10 point favorite in that game and is not the number one team. So how does that make any sense? You know? I, I picked Tennessee number one over Georgia. They have a cooler home stadium, and the uniforms look sweet. You're not a fan of uh, Sanford Stadium down in Athens, Georgia? It's red, white, and gray, and all the fans are barking at you. They all wear those shoulder pads with the spikes on them. Yeah, it's really weird. Georgia fans are just a weird. It's okay. Style. Tennessee fans are weird, too. Do you like I mean, them for uh, Shane Clint, big super late model guy. Chris will know. Chris will know. All right, we're going to toss things off to Chris. Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, Tim Mullen. They're going to make their picks for the week. I'm sure they'll talk about Tennessee and Georgia. I'm sure they'll talk about Iowa State, West Virginia. We'll be back with more Cycle Phonetic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. 
there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. What's going on? Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thursday night, you know what that means. Time for picks of the week. Tim Mullen and Brent Bloom join me here on Cyclone Fanatic Radio, where uh, we are ready to get after it. I, I don't know how my picks came across last week, but I had one of the worst sports betting weekends of my life. So I would imagine I was pretty bad last week, Tim. Yeah, you went over it. <laughs> oh, ouch. yeah that makes sense then it was terrible it it was now, one of those now, weeks where everything i thought would happen did not happen and if you remember my parting words were i felt very ominous about aligning myself with you uh, yeah. that's all right i'll snap back out of it this week there we go yeah i'm just gonna go with whatever bloom goes this week <laughs> yeah uh bloom Bloom went three and two. You and I both went over. He's at 27 wins. I'm at 23. You are at 20. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Ugly. you know, yeah, you win some and you lose some. Real quick, Tim, uh, before we get into our picks. Yeah. What do we got? Hey, going I, I, on? You're probably getting in holiday mode at Nebraska. We are. We're, we're getting there. The, uh, the events team is getting the uh, – we're getting Santa Toyland all ready to go, but for you know, first of all, thank you to all the fanatics that came out last Friday. We had a great, spectacular event. Uh, it, it was a, a lot of fun. I mean, everybody really enjoyed themselves. Uh, just great across the board. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger every year, but just really appreciate everybody coming out and being a part of that. We'll have more holiday festivities coming up along the way, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, I'm just telling you, we're crushing it right now with the events that we're putting on for the community, the people to come indoors, stay warm as it hits the fall here. And again, we got great sales coming up. Veterans day sale uh, happening right now through the 15th, uh, 55 cents on the dollar uh, and 11% off on, on flooring uh, furniture. Uh, there's 24 month financing 499 above. We have our tiered appliance event right now. So the more you buy, the more you save. Uh, if you buy 1950 bucks, you save 250 Go all the way up to buying the entire kitchen package of five grand. You save nearly or not nearly, but $750 plus. So uh, just a lot of good stuff out there when it comes to cooking, cleanup, refrigeration, laundry, things like that. 
getting into those dreary months, uh, you know, kids are going to be out in the snow tearing stuff up. Come get the good stuff. Take care of your products. Take care of home. We'd love to help you out. Yeah, it's been one of those weird falls where it just doesn't feel like fall yet. But I know that it, it's, it's gonna, going to this weekend. It's going to be yeah. nasty, nasty, yeah. nasty this weekend. All right. Yeah, see you um, tomorrow. Tim, let's lead lead us into the uh, picks of the week. What do we got? All right, gentlemen, we got a little bit all over the board here. Uh, some fun games, though, for sure. I thought we'd start off with this just seems fun because of who they are. But I have number five Clemson traveling to Notre Dame as a four point favorite. Uh, you know, and I'm not really excited about Notre Dame these days. Not really excited about Clemson either, though. I think this is a uh, trap central. I'm going to start off here. I'm going to take Notre Dame. I'm going to take Notre Dame to win by maybe a touchdown here beating number five Clemson on the road. Touchdown Jesus has his way this day. What do you got, Bloom? Man, this is hard. I'll, uh... So I picked it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. So I, I don't feel good about this. I'm going to take Clemson, though. I'm not confidently. Okay. I'm going to put the kiss of death on Tim and ride with the Irish. I did, I, listen, this is the time of year where upsets start to happen and stuff that you don't think will happen happens. And I don't know, like last Clemson game I watched, they benched their quarterback at undefeated, being undefeated. And like, they almost lost to Syracuse for God's sake. So give me the fighting Irish at home. Yeah. Didn't Notre Dame just uh, took care of Syracuse pretty easily too. It did. It and did. Syracuse almost beat Clemson. It, Notre Dame's proxy. Yeah, Notre Dame's getting better. I, I mean, I don't know what that means for Clemson, but Notre Dame's a much better team than it was a month ago. Like I, I just think Clemson's defense is too good here. I think Notre Dame struggles to get to 20 points. Okay. Next game, gentlemen. Uh, and again, these were rankings, AP rankings, before the college football playoff rankings came out. I will have them corrected as of next week. But when I took this game, it was number two, Tennessee, versus number one, Georgia. A uh, little switcheroo there now. But Georgia, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home versus Tennessee. Do we believe in this upstart team from Tennessee, the Volunteers being who they are? Is where this Georgia says, not so fast, my young friends. What do you got, C-Dub? I'll, I'll take the points in any game like this. I think Georgia's better. I think Georgia wins, but I want points. I That's all the analysis I can give you. I just – I want points, so – Whatever the points were going to be, I was probably going to take it. I'll take Tennessee. Bloom? Hey, t- Tim, did you ever play uh, Mike Tyson's punch out back in the yeah. day? Body blow, body blow, yeah, body yeah. blow. Well, here we go. This is this is this is the good opponent for Tennessee. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> this Alabama. is the bu- this. I, it's at home. It's at home. Alabama still no. This is this is the boss opponent. Georgia. Yeah. This is my lock. Of Ooh. November so far. My lock of November. Georgia by 17 plus. Wow. Okay. Whoa. I like this in a teaser. Find a teaser and put this in there. Get it down to one. Yeah, Tennessee's oh. not winning this game. Yeah, I'm torn about it. I, I just I love what's happening in Tennessee to see the revitalization of the volunteers being relevant again and all that fun stuff. But I do think Georgia is just la creme la creme right now. And eight and a half, I mean, you're talking about a touchdown, a field goal, a 10-point game. Uh, do you know what time this game is? I probably should have wrote that down. George almost lost night. Missouri. It's a 2.30 game. 2.30? Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same time as the varsity uh, game wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take the points. Yeah. I hate it. I hate <laughs> Thank it. you, guys. I love it. I yes. love this game. 
Yes. Let's go. I have no idea why. I, did, I don't know. I think Tennessee's – I think they're a good team, and they did what they did to Alabama. Nope. And I know Alabama is not Alabama two years ago. I just uh, – I think they got them humming over there, so. Okay. Let's Next go. game, gentlemen. Uh, we're heading to Manhattan, Kansas, uh, for the number 13 K-State. They're recently throttled, embarrassed, the mullet – the 40-year-old man by, what, 40-some points. Number 13, K-State, a home dog against Texas. Texas favored by two and a half at Manhattan. What do you got here, C-Dub? Yeah, I was writing my Cyclone Fanatic picks column for the week, and I I wrote, well, we'll see what you think, but the 48 to nothing score last week was one of the most perplexing scores. Now, there's been upsets that shock you, the score of that was just perplexing. It doesn't happen to Mike Gundy teams. Um, what a luxury that Chris Kleiman has to have not one, but two quarterbacks he likes. The wrong team is favored here. I think Texas is – listen, they're 10-10 and 10 under Steve Sarkeesian. He's no better than Tom Herman. And Kansas State's the hot team right now. I'll take the points. I'm going to roll with the home team. Take Kansas State. Oh, you know – uh, this is I'm fighting emotion versus analytics here. Analytics yeah, say analytics Texas is Texas. Yeah. Analysts analytics say Texas is just way better, like way better. Yeah. Like so how? I'm why because it's a top ten defense and a top fifteen offense, and K State offense is like in the fifties. Like they're not thought of that well. I'll say TCU gave K State all sorts of problems with speed. Oklahoma State did not have the same speed that TCU does. I think Texas does. I think uh, when you zig, I'm going to zag here. I think Texas. I think Texas goes into Manhattan and wins. I don't like it when mom and dad fight. I don't know who to pick. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if we could just all have. I want K State to win. Once. Don't get me wrong. I think Bajan Robinson has a monster game. Hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, it, it is so tough. I mean, I enjoyed picking and looking at these games because I thought there was some fun to be had here. Uh, in this game here, it's like we talked about K-State when they played Oklahoma State. Uh, and, you you know, you're the one that keeps saying K-State this time of year is who you look to. I agree. No, I know. But Texas is another level speed-wise. And they, they don't got the guys. They got no guys with speed. I think K-State's playing for something a little bit extra right now. I'm going to go with the gumption that they've got the talent to stay on a roll and it's not a fluky behavior. Even at 49 to nothing or whatever the score was, I mean – even if they'd given up three to four touchdowns, they were still going to beat Oklahoma State that day. There's nothing around that. And, I, I, yeah, again, I just don't love picking with you, C-Dub. No offense, with all due respect, the hell but is I that don't like it. I can't go yeah, 0 right. weeks in a row, so you're in a good spot. One time I bet on black when it was red 18 times in a row, and I lost. <laughs> That's my law of averages story with anyone who will listen to me. I'm like, and then I bet it three times. And the minute I stopped betting, it went back. So, yeah, it could. It can. That's great. Lost, lost a couple hundo that day at the old Prairie Meadows. Uh, the, the, the fourth game, gentlemen, uh, I think this game is exciting, too. I don't think the spread's big enough. Iowa at Purdue. Purdue favored by four points. I think that if you just go back and watch the last few years, the, the tail of the tape is written, plug in fast wide receiver, throw the ball 50 times. I think they're going to run it up and beat Iowa by, you know, 17 points or better. I don't I don't see how this is even four points. I know where our defense is at. 
I think it becomes a situation to happen like Ohio State. I think our defense keeps us in there for a half, but we're not going to score any points. And so, uh, you know, Purdue here, I'll, I'm glad uh, covering the four points. What do you got, Bloom? I mean, I think if Iowa runs the ball, Iowa can win the game outright. I really do. It's it's in and Purdue's not a great run defense. They don't have what what was his name from last year? Car Carlafis, Carlafis. That is Carlafis. He's with the Kansas City Chiefs now. Right, he's a Chief now. <sighs> right. This feels like it's too obvious. So, yeah, but I'm I'm going to stick with it. I'll take Purdue as well, just because I want to. I'll take Purdue. The I, I think the number has a lot to do with the weather forecast, potentially. It, it could be really nasty in West Lafayette. And if that's the case, it, it certainly favors the away team. But I – listen, I, I'm not overreacting to Iowa beating Northwestern. Northwestern's horrible. I'm not going to overreact to that. I'm going to take Purdue. I will say this, though. As everyone talked about Iowa after that game, the things that people have been upset about, you saw – I'm not going to overreact because it was – Northwestern, but I'm also not going to give them credit for fixing some things. Playmaking was better. They got the running game very involved. The offensive line, look, I mean, the things that many Iowa fans have been complaining about looked better. Now it looked better against a bad team, so expectations should be tempered. But as much as, like I said, I'm not going to give them a ton of credit for what they did in Northwestern, but credit still for seeing something that hasn't been seen all year. So who knows what's going to happen? I just. I think Charlie Jones has had this game circled since we didn't make a bigger effort to keep him. He's going to go to town just like uh, David Bell did the last three, four years. So, okay. All right, gentlemen, the varsity game, as you spoke of, uh, the Mountaineers from West Virginia come riding into town to Jack Trice as a seven-point underdog. What time is this game, gentlemen? 2.30. 2.30. ESPN Fans, Plus, baby. Yep, right ESPN there for Plus, ready to, to go. What's our weather like this day? Is it gonna? It's not. Is it raining? A little soggy. Uh, a little soggy in the morning. Should be fine by game time, though. Precipitation yep. should should quit by game time. Maybe a little bit breezy, but not horrible. Chilly. Yep. So I think this you plays into it. I think one Go. team. I think one team wants to be there more than the other team. And that one team that wants to be there is Iowa State. Because Iowa State's okay. just fighting tooth and nail to try and get a win. Actually, this I, is one of my favorite plays of the year. Is Iowa State. I, yeah, West Virginia, the guy's going to get fired. It's it's a long way to go. It's I've been on that that plane ride and it's not enjoyable to come in the middle of Ames where it's cold and soggy and yeah, it is I actually like Iowa State a lot here. A lot There's a your lot. Teaser, Iowa State and Georgia. I think it's a, I think it's a, a can't miss parlay. Te- yeah. You know, uh, I read a stat this week that Iowa and Iowa State uh two teams in top 10 yard or points per game allowed. And the only two teams without winning records Brutal. in the top ten. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. So, I mean, the defense is there. I, I think the defense is there. And uh, I, I think at seven, that's a good time. And I think you're right, Bloom. I mean, they're on the cusp. I mean, as bad as you would think the season may feel, it's not that far away from flipping a the, switch. The analytics say I always say it's a top 40 team. Again, right. computers don't play the game. I realize this. But right. just based on metrics, Iowa State should be closer to a ten-point favorite. Really? Well, they got to be able to run the damn football. I understand. So that's my analysis. I understand. Yeah. All right. How's, is Brock still hurt? Uh, he's well. He played last week, but he's just he's, a little bit dinged up. He's a little, little slow. Him, still. Yeah. Not hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So we're all we're all, all in Iowa best, State. Uh, yeah, we're all in Iowa State. We picked one together to have the family's happy. Tim, did Appreciate we go? It. Good luck this uh, there again. Are we on every game together this week? 
Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Woo! Little Rick Flair. Yeah. yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna write. You and I are gonna Thelma Louise this thing right what? off the cliff. You keep putting did, it on black, baby. We're gonna did, hit it. What did George Bush once say? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on Let's you again, or whatever. It yeah, and make yeah. some money. All right, and then we'll take those winnings to buy more TVs at Nebraska Furniture Line. How about that? Great time to do it, guys. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate you, Tim Mullen, Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. More Cyclone Fanatic Radio after this here in Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold 
their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show powered by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. Thanks to Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen for their contributions to the program. Of course, we want to thank Tim and his team out at Nebraska Furniture Mart for, uh, for all of their support of us here at Cyclone Fanatic. All right, let's talk about some of these other Big 12 games coming up uh, this weekend. couple good ones on the slate uh, starting at 11 o'clock in the morning. We talked about TCU earlier. Tickets as low as $170 right now to get a, get into Carter Stadium down in, in Fort Worth for TCU hosting Texas Tech. The Horned Frogs, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I feel like TCU is going to win this game by a zillion, to be completely honest with you. Why do you say it like that? You say tickets as low as, and then it's a big number. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I'm expecting point. you to say like seven. It means it's an expensive game. It means an expensive game to get into. Yeah, you gotta, game, here, for you gotta say the, the cheapest, cheapest ticket. Cheap, that is the cheapest ticket. That's what you're saying it. You're saying it. You're saying it in the opposite vein. But I'm saying, I'm saying it that it's not a cheap game to get into. That's what I'm saying. It's a big game. Everybody down there in Fort Worth knows it's a big game. Everybody's putting up big money for it. That's what I'm trying I, to tell I you. I agree. They'll, they'll be under the... I don't know why you're arguing with me. Here, let me I'm tell you. I'm not trying that. to argue Here, let me, Here's a comparison for you. Oak, number 18, Oklahoma State going on the road. This is a pick em game in Kansas at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. Guess what ticket prices are right now, Connor? What's the guess cheapest cheap, ticket? Guess what the cheapest ticket is to get into uh, to David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Is it $55? It's $15. Ah. So I, I bamboozled myself there. You did. All right. You well, then that's where you say tickets low as. There's tickets as low as $15 to get into the pick'em game between Oklahoma State and Kansas on Saturday. If anybody's going to be in the Lawrence area, that's a 2.30 kick on FS1. Do you think Kansas is in uh, danger of losing out just like they did in 2009? I was going to say, I think that uh, Oklahoma State, this is another one. I think Oklahoma State probably goes and wins this game by a zillion too, even though they got, I mean, they got their butts kicked by, yeah, part by of Kansas me, State. Part of, me might, oh part, of me might, part of me thinks that Oklahoma State might have uh, just completely fallen apart for the rest of the year. I doubt it. I they got this man. They're going to come out and put up 50 on Kansas. I'm calling it right now telling you right now that's what's gonna happen all right baylor going on the road to oklahoma two o'clock kick uh 45 for reference there from memorial stadium in in norman i think baylor probably wins this game i was not impressed by oklahoma last week 
No, Sooners I think are three and a half point favorites, but I was not impressed by that team. Baylor's the better team. I'm, I kind of laugh at the people going around and being like, well, Oklahoma looks like they're struggling, but they're still going to end up at nine and three. Yeah. Struggled against Iowa State, you know. <laughs> right. They, they'll they'll somehow gut it out. Yeah, they'll gut it out somehow. All right. And then the nightcap, probably the best game of the day in the league. Uh, 6 p.m. kick on FS1, number 24, Texas, going on the road uh, to number 13, Kansas State. Texas is a two and a half point favorite in Manhattan. There's no they way. They obviously heard, haven't heard about the drinking pavilion. It gets pretty loud over there. Did they not hear about when Texas lost to Oklahoma State two weeks ago? Who? What was the fun? The, didn't Kansas State just they just beat Oklahoma State forty-eight to nothing? What are they looking at? What is this line? Yeah, you're you're completely right. I don't know. This is a trap. That's a trap right there. Somebody really likes Texas. I was gonna say Texas might win that game by by ten. That's a trap right there. They want everybody to bet Kansas State. Yeah, are you were you saying Kansas State's gonna win the game by ten? No, I'm saying Texas is gonna win. That's a trap line right there. They're trying to trap people into betting on Kansas State. I think K-State wins that. I don't see Texas going in there and beating them. They got everything, go- they got like everything going for them right now. It just feels like a trick line right there. It just, just... How's, how's Martinez? I mean, I, th- I would assume he's going to play. He played last week, didn't he? Or did Will Howard? Didn't know how healthy he was. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, when's the last time that Adrian Martinez was all like actually – 100% healthy. You're the Adrian Martinez fan. When he was like a sophomore, I think it was like when he was a sophomore in high school. Cause I know he didn't play a senior year of high school. Cause he had shoulder surgery. Uh, so. Will Howard played the entire game last week was 21 to 37 for 296 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. What a performance from Will Howard. That probably like doubled all of his career statistics. And who would have thought that Will Howard might be just as good as Adrian Martinez. Not me. I can tell you that right now as someone who's seen Will Howard play live multiple times, I never would have guessed that, uh, that he had that one in him. All right, Connor, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Thanks man for, for helping us out. Thanks to Chris Williams, uh, Brent Bloom and Tim Mullen. Thanks to Nebraska furniture, Martin Clive. We'll be back same time, same place next week here on cycle fanatic radio show on the morning sports station, 106.3 kicks. Snow.